But today, uh, excited to share with you, uh, we have a guest speaker today. Uh, Steve Nelson uh, is going to be with us in a few minutes. I just want to kind of introduce him here. Uh, the reason we're doing this is because part of our, part of our purpose as a church is uh, we, we said one of the core values comes right out of uh, the great commandment, love God, love people. And then it also says in the Great Commission, it says to go into all the world. And, uh, and then we've been studying other things. And recently, Luke 9, 23, which says, if any man would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. And it, that comes in all kinds of ways. Uh, people do it here, regionally, across the world. But the thing is, and as you hear Steve, we're going to share, God's called us all, not just pastors and not just people that... Uh, good Christians, but all of us as believers to uh, build his kingdom wherever we may go. And so uh, uh, Steve is going to share with us today about what God's doing uh, in a place that probably most of us have not had the opportunity to go to. I did have the opportunity to go to West Africa about a year and a half ago. Um, I want to tell you, if you ever go to West Africa, go with somebody that knows what they're doing. Uh, because if I'd have gone out there by myself, uh, we flew into a place called Bamako, Mali, uh, a big, huge city. Uh, we uh, got the opportunity to flew in at midnight, go through the city at midnight, find us a place to stay. And then two days later, we took off and drove eight hours into the, on a highway so we could get to the bush and didn't drive off-road for three more hours before we got to the first place that we were going to. And uh, I want to tell you, it is a different world. It is a different world. But I will tell you, you know, it's great to have somebody that you trust because we were out there uh, in a vehicle, uh, no phone, uh, no, uh, no, no way of really contacting people. I guess if we'd have broken down, we'd have felt, found some way to do that, which we did kind of break down one time. But uh, we always got always provided along the way, so it was exciting to see that. But at that time, uh, it was just an exploratory stage. So we were just out looking, meeting, and going to villages uh, where no one had been uh, there before with the gospel, just kind of saying, hey, can we show up? And if we send some people out here, Will, uh, will you be open to that? And uh, they said, you know, I mean, 100%, yes, every place we went. I've never seen people more open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. But that was a year and a half ago, and since then, all kind of things have been happening. So Steve's going to come uh, in just a few minutes, and is going to share with you about what God's been doing and the challenge about what you can do here in regard to that as well. And uh, before he does that, though, uh, we wanna, he wants to show us a little brief video, kind of show you a little bit of the countryside and what it's like to... Uh, drive around in uh, West Africa. So watch this for a couple of minutes. Good morning and thank you to all of you for allowing me to come and share with you what's, uh, what God has put on my heart. But thank you for being a part of this work to reach the Yalunka people in, in West Africa. Um, I have two driving missions uh, in, in my life, one is this goal and this this mission that we have to reach the Yalunka people and and Yalunka and beyond. There are other unreached people groups, and my job as for the Fellowship of Evangelical Churches, our conference, is to oversee the establishing of reproducing communities of Christ followers in in Africa, and uh, we're concentrating obviously right now in West Africa. As we feel God has opened this door for us among this people, the Yalunka people, that we've discovered a particular area of the Yalunka people where they have not yet heard the gospel. Many villages there that we have not yet gone to, the ones that we have gone to already, 
they're begging. Uh, you have word from the big creator. We're sitting here waiting. Come and come and teach us. And so that's uh, that's obviously uh, a motivating factor in, in what I do every day. I get up and, and we work towards that that goal. Another mission that I have is a personal mission that I wanted to share with with you. And because uh, God has shown me in the last few years as this has been developing that this is something that, that I need to talk about, that I need to share with others too, because I've come to the realization that in life, uh, my goal in life is to die. That's what I'm here for, is to die. And I can't wait. Uh, today's not soon enough. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Because it's eternity that I live for. It's the kingdom of God. And we can impact the kingdom of God. And we can bring it sooner. And life, however good life is here, it's going to be a lot better there. And I can't wait. I'm waiting for that. And that's what I live my life for. But it has become so very important to me and a personal motivation of mine to help Christ followers become kingdom builders. Because I have this this personal conviction that as Christ followers, and, and I used to be just a Christ follower and wanted to live and follow Christ. And that's a great thing. That's an awesome thing. But there was some time that God really began to show me that we need to live our lives to impact the kingdom. And that came from, from studying the Great Commission's there are five of them in, in Scripture. And as we study those and put those together, it, it finally began to dawn on me, I can impact eternity. And that's what God has called us to do. Uh, Bill mentioned the, the Great Commission because you're a Great Commission church. You believe in that, and, and I'm grateful for that. But Jesus said to go into all the world and do what? He said, and teach them everything. And where's all the world? Well, it happens to be Metamora, happens to be part of that. And so does Germantown Hills. And so your community is part of the world. And so are the Yalunka. But there are, the important thing is that there are nations of people who have not yet heard. Let me share with you Matthew twenty four fourteen, One of the verses that highly impacts what I do. And, uh, and Jesus was talking to his disciples not long before the, the Last Supper and, and the crucifixion. And all that took place. He was talking with with his disciples and he said, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in every nation. And then the end will come. Well, one day, a few years ago, that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I thought, you know, before the end can come, people talk about end times. And yes, I believe too that, that they're drawing near. But I began to realize, this verse opened my eyes to realize... That before Jesus can actually come, his word will be fulfilled. He does only speak truth. And so his, will, his word will be fulfilled. And there are nations yet. As they describe nations in, the, in scripture, it was a people group. A language, a tribe, a nation. And there are people groups who have not yet even heard the gospel. So there's much work to be done. There, in fact, there are over 2,000 nations yet who have yet to hear the gospel and so uh so there's there's work that has to be done and so that that grabs me and i'm thinking okay so what are we doing about it and uh and how much of our energies and efforts are spent 
getting the gospel to these nations who have never heard? And what, how much of our energies and efforts are we uh, working together in, in reaching those who are yet to understand that Jesus made a way? We don't have to save anybody. Jesus does that. The Holy Spirit's the work of the Holy Spirit. But we do need to share with those who have not yet understood. Because um, even Paul said in, in Romans, uh, Romans 8, 19, he says that creation waits in eager anticipation for the sons of men to be, for the sons of men to be revealed. And, uh, and so we have, we have a great job to do. But this, this overarching kingdom building mentality began to dawn on me a few years ago. And I began to realize that if we as Christ followers link arms together, and this has become my personal mission wherever I am, is to help Christ followers, be just because of the sphere of influence where I happen to be, I end up speaking to lots of, of Christ followers, if we could all join arms together and become kingdom builders, if our motivation every day, the decisions that we make, the way we live our lives, was all about bringing being kingdom builders, helping to build this kingdom, we can impact eternity in a much greater way. Now, I want to share with you a little bit about this other job that I have, which uh, is about working in in Africa. And I want to introduce our our team and some of the things that are going on there. But it's all about kingdom building, and you guys can have a huge impact in what's going to happen there. Let me introduce for you, first of all, I'll share with you our, our team. I'll introduce the team because... A year and a half ago, when Bill's talking about, when he was there, our first uh, introduction, into exploratory trip into these villages, we had no idea what to expect. We got to, these, to the villages and we shared with the chief and the elders of the villages uh, just a brief scenario, uh, summary of the, of the gospel from creation to Christ. That God himself, the big creator, they call him and know, know him as the big creator, that he actually loves them, cares about them, and has made a way for, for them to have relationship with him. That God wants to have relationship with them. And that's an amazing message to share. And the reaction we got in each village so far has been incredulous. You have word from the big creator? We're sitting here waiting. Come and teach us. Uh, and I could tell you lots of different stories about the different rea- individual reactions of different chiefs. One old chief said, I've, I've gained much. I'm an old man, he said, and I've gained much in, in this life. And he waved his arm at his huts and his villages, and, or his huts and his wives and children. And, and uh, he was a very wealthy man in their culture. And he said, but he said, I told the great creator years ago that if he ever sent a messenger to our village, that we would embrace him and we would listen to what he had to say. And, and my jaw just dropped, you know, and I, and I asked, I spoke to my translator and, and I repeated back to him what I thought he said. And I said, is that what he said? And he said, that's what he said. It, it was just amazing. You see, God knows where these people are and he knows who's ready and he knows where he's working and preparing their hearts. And all he's asking us to do is to be faithful. And to go and to be instruments because he's doing the work. We don't have to figure it out. We just have to show up. That's what he's asking us to do. And I think that in our own communities, you know, literally, we have to be motivated. We have to care. 
We have to want to be a kingdom builder. It's an intentionality that makes us a kingdom builder. And guess what? We just have to show up. Because when we are motivated and when we care and when we are committing ourselves to God to being a kingdom builder, he brings the opportunities, right? They're knocking on our doors. And, And we can do that here. And we need to do that here. We need to do that where we work. We need to do that where we shop. We need to do that everywhere. And we need to do that all around the world. And it's not a... And a, a either or, it's everything. The kingdom of God is coming and it's on its way. We can impact eternity and bring it. Now, you know, I want you to think about this. What's your purpose in life? Is your purpose in life to die? You know, that's a hallelujah. I, it completely changes how I feel and what I think about going to funerals. When my friends die, I say, hallelujah, they beat me. <laughs> they got there before I did, but I'm coming. You know, it's an exciting time to celebrate the stepping over into eternity. That's our goal. It should be our goal. And, we, and if it is our goal, we should live our lives like it's our goal. And so we have the opportunity to show up. And what I want to share with you right now is some of our our team that God has blessed us with. A year and a half ago when I was there with Bill, we had no one, even in the pipelines yet, ready to go. And in just a few months, as we came back and began sharing the story, as you well know, that suddenly uh, people started coming out of the woodwork. And and now we have a a team already in place. Ashley Freitag from Wasian, Ohio, studied french without knowing why that she had as a degree in french and her bachelor degree and she also studied her other she has two degrees her other bachelor's degree was international studies and she did that because she knew that she wanted to go to africa to share jesus but she had no clue how she was going to do that and she thought and so she was actually in process of joining the peace corps to go and do that when she found out that fec you know but this whole story about and she was off at college and hadn't heard these stories suddenly she finds out that we are literally looking for people to go to Africa to reach the Yolanka people. And she, then the day that I shared with her, she was just crying. She said, that's it. That's it. That's why I've been preparing. Look how, what God had done. You see, he had already started that long before I even met her ever for the first time. Next slide. <laughs> this is Troy and Jerry Masters, also from, from North Central Ohio, um, from Solid Rock Church, uh, Troy and Jerry and their daughters. Lindsay is their older daughter, and she's in college in, uh, in Michigan. And uh, Chloe and Cora are the two younger gals, and they're living in Africa with Troy and Jerry. Uh, and um, they are already have studied French for a year in Dakar, and now they're out in um, Kadigu, in a living in a Yalanka community, learning, working on this this Yalanka language, and. Uh, so then we have Michael and Jen Sprunger, who are, uh, Michael was the youth pastor at one of our FEC churches in, in Bern, Indiana, and uh, they heard this story and, and felt God moving in them. It was a, a process, a time of processing in their life, uh, and finally he came to the conclusion, he says, why not me? <laughs> Somebody needs to go, why not us? And so, and l- literally, they, they processed that and applied to go and share the gospel. And they're in French study right now living in Dakar, in the capital city of Senegal, uh, in Dakar. And um, then we have Tiffany, a young lady from Fort Wayne, Indiana, who is uh, has graduated with uh, her teaching degree in elementary education 
and she's on a special assignment this year, uh, uh, living in at, in uh, Katigu also, uh, teaching the young gals, helping them through through their school process, so that mom and dad can study Yelanka, which is uh, more than a full time job. And so Tiffany's out there too. And by the way, we're looking for a teacher for next year. Uh, if you speak a little French, have studied French, and want to do something like that. Pray about that and think about that. You know, maybe God will raise up someone else. Be, uh, she's committed to this school year. And then we need someone for next year as well. And there's my wife, Pat, with that old man. Not sure how he got old so fast. Uh, it, it seemed like it was just, uh, <laughs> it happened quick. But anyway, my wife, Pat, and uh, she's here with me today. And... Uh, then we have this map of Senegal, and you can see uh, Mali right there beside it. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Senegal and how that plays into our work for reaching the Yalanka uh, of Mali because uh, it has become a very important part of this. What I want to uh, share a li- something else with you today. Uh, at, at last year's, at this convention that just happened in uh, August, uh, the FEC convention. One of the speakers there is Mike Clary, Michael Clary from Christ the King Church in Cincinnati. And he, he was telling us about and sharing with, with the uh, delegates at convention about their church being a whole, being uh, committed to the whole gospel, forming the whole church, sending us out to reach the whole world. He's saying that was, that was the purpose of their, of their church. And I thought that's, that's pretty good. The whole gospel forming the whole church sending us out to reach the whole world, including Cincinnati. But there was a couple things that I wanted to, to mention to you, a couple statements that he said in his, in his speech that really uh, connected me with what we're doing. He says that the, the gospel and the church, by God's design, are married. The gospel and the church, by God's design, are married. Think about that with me for a minute. What, what is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ and obviously the sharing of that in the whole world. And he says the gospel and the church are married by God's design. He said the church is an outpost of the kingdom of God. And I thought, wow, that's great. So in Cincinnati, in inner city Cincinnati, in uh, Metamora, Germantown Hills, Great Oaks Community Church, wherever we are, and just as much in Africa and West Africa and wherever we are in, in, in the Basque region of, of Spain and France, uh, in all those areas, think about that. The church is an outpost of what? Not just taking the gospel, but an outpost of the kingdom of God. The preparation for the kingdom, for eternity coming. And, and it's, it's all about developing the kingdom of God so that it's, it, the time is ripe and ready. And, and it will happen. We know it's going to happen. God, John already got to see the vision of what it looks like. And for us, it's the future. Just think of that, though. The church, an outpost of the kingdom of God, wherever we are. And who is the church? It's not this building, is it? It's me and it's you. It's us. We're the people. So wherever we are. And where is that? Well, think about your own life. As we live life, where are we? We're an outpost of the kingdom of God. Do people see that? Are people realizing that? 
And if that's true, then we need to take that one step farther. You guys, it's not about us and them, and it's not about who does what or anything. Just think about that. If the church, and if we are the church, and we are the kingdom of God, then are we linking arms together? Do we really care who gets the credit for anything? Are we doing it together? All of it? You know, is, is, are the things that we, the decisions we make, and the way we live our lives impacting eternity? Is it bringing eternity a little closer? Because that's the kingdom of God is the preparation for all this so that we can get there, we can arrive, because that's the goal. We need to get there. And to get there, <laughs> there's something else that needs to happen. Let me share another verse. Okay, remember the Apostle Paul on his trip in Acts, in Acts 17, he, was, he went to, to uh, Greece, and he was in Athens, and you know the, the, his speech on Mars Hill when he was sharing with the Athenians about, he was impressed by all their idols, these amazing statues that they had, had made to all their gods. And they had one that the inscription was to the unknown God. And Paul was sharing with the Athenians that were there gathered and to listen. And he said, I know that God and I can introduce you. And so he's telling them about this God that they know exists, but they don't know his name. And Paul's introducing them. And he says about this unknown God, that this, the big creator, he says, from one man, from one man he made every nation of men. Now listen to this. He says that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he, so God, determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. Now this is the God who says that this gospel of the, pre, of the kingdom will be preached to every nation. And then the end will come. And it's not really the end. We know he, what he's talking about. The end of time that we know it. But it's the beginning of all life. Of everything we live for. And everything that we're here for. Is the beginning. When we step across that line. It's the beginning of eternity. And so that's that kingdom that, that, that we live for. Well the reason that I bring that up. And mention that this morning. Is because. That gives me great courage, and it's an incredible motivator to me. God knows the Yalunka people. He's the one that worked this whole thing out through circumstances and leading and other people, other kingdom-minded people. And we show up and we find out there's a, there's a group of people in a particular area that have never heard the gospel. And we show up, and guess what? They already, they're waiting. <laughs> they're waiting. They said, you got word from the big creator. We're sitting here waiting. God had already done the work. He's prepared their hearts. Why? Because he knows exactly their time. And where he knows exactly where they, they live. It wasn't time until now. But now it's time. And God says, I've got a people group and they're here and they're, and they're ready. Come. And all we have to do is show up. And we can build. He's building the kingdom through us when we show up. It's amazing. And just in this last uh, few weeks, I was over in, in Senegal. I was in, in and out of Dakar several times, rubbing shoulders with many other mission groups over there. And the director of SIL for Senegal, uh, SIL is, is overseas, it's, it's Wycliffe. Wycliffe Bible Translators here overseas, it's all, always known as SIL. Uh, because SIL works in closed countries and open countries, it doesn't matter. SIL works. And, and so... 
they use they go by SIL. So the director of SIL for Senegal, we sit down, we're chatting, having coffee together, uh, because he wanted to ask me questions about what we're doing and, and get to know more about because he had heard about it. And he said, Steve, he, after several, uh, quite a few questions, he says, Steve, he says, I've been hearing about what FEC is doing among the Lanka people, this oral translation thing that you guys are doing, because he said it's, it's a growing thing and I'm hearing about orality uh, all over the place when we're going to oral cultures, primary oral cultures, places where they don't read and write, and, and yet we're, so we're using their own cultural methodology to reach them with the gospel. We can translate the scriptures orally and teach them in the same way that they've been learning and teaching for years. Every village has a storyteller. And so you teach the storyteller to, to teach his, his village these stories. We can share the gospel orally and establish reproducing communities of Christ followers without ever write, taking the time to write the scriptures. There's nothing wrong with writing scriptures. But what he was saying to me, he said, to, a couple years ago, he said, for the last couple years, God has been impressing on my heart that we're translating scripture, translating scripture. And he says, there are places, there are people groups, which are nations of people. And, and he says that my burden is that no one is, is targeting, following up to, to establish reproducing communities of Christ followers among this people group. He says, we have two language groups right now. If you look at the map of Senegal, and you see Gambia, that funny-looking the orange uh, wiggle worm there in the middle of, of Senegal. It kind of divides the upper part of Senegal from the lower part. That lower part of Senegal there is called the Casamance because there's a river there, the Casamance River. And in that Casamance, there are about 50 language uh, nations, <laughs> people groups. And they have a couple of different, there are several of them, and they're being reached by different people, not all of them yet. There are still several unreached completely. But he says, we have two language groups where people have lived among them and have already written the language, have translated scriptures. He said, one of the language groups, the scripture is almost complete. And he says, there's no one that we know of targeting to come and live among them to establish reproducing communities of Christ followers. He said, we're Bible translators. That's what we do. We go in, we translate Bible. And he says, we're not church planners. He says, what we need is for someone like FEC to come along with us and join us in these in some of these areas to establish reproducing communities of Christ followers among these he said we've translated scripture and they don't read and write and it's not a, it's not a fault it's not a bad thing they need they're going to need the scriptures that's a great thing it gives us a leg up already but he's just saying come along beside us and i'm saying for a long time we've already known it needs to be Yolanka and beyond because we're not going to dig in trenches and, and build castles there. We're going to get the... The only thing they're missing is the Word of God. And we want to get there and share them with them God's Word and establish reproducing communities, Christ followers, and move on. And we don't know where else God's going to lead us, but we know we need to move on because there are many other unreached people groups. And here we have other kingdom builders saying... Come along with us. We already have two more language groups that are waiting for this. And so, how are we going to do that? I haven't a clue. I haven't a clue. Literally, think about it. How are we going to do that? We've got one small team and they're learning Yolanka. And yet, if we show up and we're open to this, and I'm saying to you guys, think about it. There might be somebody right here today or someone who will come tomorrow who may be one of the people that will come along and say, hey, I want to go and be a part of this. And 
we don't need to have a thousand people in Yolanka land. We need to develop. You see what I'm saying? You follow where, where I'm going with this? It's kingdom building. We just need to show up ready and willing. God's doing it. He's got the plan. Yeah, we make plans. Bill already mentioned that. We make plans sometimes on these trips. But we've learned that we have to hold our plans loosely because God's got a better plan. And he's got a bigger plan. And maybe our plans work out. Maybe our plans have to change. That's okay. It doesn't matter. We want God's plan. And so I'm saying to you, as you live your life, right here in this community, impact your community, but be kingdom builders about it. Think about it. Everything you do and say. And, and when we start adopting that kind of strategy, God begins to work and show you, oh, oh, I never thought about this, but look, here's an opportunity, here's an opportunity. And it may be overseas. Maybe it's a, a school teacher for next year. Maybe it's someone who says, I'll go to one of those other uh, people groups. Or maybe it's someone at work. You, you see what I'm saying? When we live our lives committed to being kingdom builders, it's a, it's a step from being a, just a Christ follower, concentrating, spending all our efforts to follow Christ. And yes, that takes a lot of effort, but doing it with a whole new twist. Let's bring eternity. Let's bring eternity. Let's do everything we can to impact eternity, to bring the kingdom so that we're going to step across there one of these days and we're going to be all linked together with everybody, elbow to elbow, sharing. And we walk up to the throne of God and we lay our gifts before Almighty God. Nothing better. When we live for that and we give our lives for that, there, there can be no better joy, no greater re- reward, no better gift than to walk hand in hand with the people that we've done life with in preparing for that very moment. Kingdom builders, will you join us? Let's do it together. Let's do it together, arm in arm. And, we, and all we have to do, we don't have to be prepared for it. We don't have to go to school for it. We have to show up. That might be, includes going to school. It might be learning another language, but it might not. It's kingdom building wherever we are, living our lives to be kingdom builders. Bill. Just a couple of minutes before we close, Steve. I just want to ask a couple of things. Uh, specifically, right now, uh, some challenges that are before you and the team. Uh, what are a couple of things? I know you and there's a bunch of the team members already overseas. You and Pat getting ready to go. Uh, what are the challenges before you right now that we need to pray, pray about and, and help with resources for it as well? Thank you. Two main things. The main thing probably right now uh, eating up our energies mostly is our preparation. In the last couple of years, as this thing has grown and grown and God continues to open up doors of opportunity, we began to realize just in the last few months... I can't keep staying, you know, living in America, uh, spending half my time visiting churches and so forth, sharing the vision, and half my time making trips over there. The need there is just opening and blossoming like a mushroom. And so we, uh, we decided we, we need to be there. And so our, at the office, they asked if we would be willing to go back and move, move back to Africa. So Pat and I are, sold our house, and we hope to be there by mid-January. And that's just a lot of transition time right now, trying to get there. So well, I really appreciate your prayers because it's, it's, 
it's stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, then, then the second thing, yeah. if I could share, is then we have a team, and everything's in transition right now because we just got Masters Ashley and Tiffany all settled up in Katigu, and there are lots to learn. It's, the learning curve is, is huge. And so we need to be praying and supporting them, and Sprungers are going to have their, expecting their first child in January, and they're living in Dakar in Senegal and studying French at the same time. And fortunately, the baby is due. I think God had something to do with that. The baby's due right during their break, before their Christmas break, and, and that neat before the second semester starts. But uh, anyway, we, we need to remember them. And so just lots of transition as we settle and try to figure this whole thing out. In January then, the end of January, the, as after the rains quit, we can drive through the rivers to get down into that territory again. And so that's huge. We, so that's coming real soon. The introduction of these people. Yeah, that's into one thing villages. that we still often take for granted here that we can go anywhere we want to anytime. We want to. <laughs> and over there, because there's no bridges across the rivers, if you saw in the video to start off with, that was a, uh, a, a river at uh, low point. Uh, so sometimes you can't even, a uh, large part of the year, what about yeah. six months of the year, yeah. you can't even get to certain por- portions where the Yolanka live. So you got to do the work while, while it's open. And so it's uh, unless God provides a helicopter or something, yeah. you know, so uh, we don't know about that. But uh, we'll see how that works as well. But uh, it is a challenging thing uh, just being there at, at the same time. Um, uh, God's blessing. I mean, uh, the, the team he's put together, who would have ever thought uh, a guy who was an ex-Marine, is that yeah, right, yeah. Uh, Troy, uh, ex-Marine and his wife and two kids. And, and a bridge builder and a, after that. And a bridge builder, <laughs> yeah. And uh, was up at Miracle Camp and yeah. felt a call to God to go. And, uh, and that's kind of how it worked there. Uh, some people like yourself and I'm, uh, the, who's, who were in Africa for 10 years mm-hmm. in the Congo came back. We've been here for a number of years and now going back again. I don't know if you saw that in your future a few <laughs> years ago. And, and then uh, a young couple who was a youth pastor in a church and a couple of young ladies who... Um, one who's gone over there and, as you said, you know, studied French, not knowing exactly. By the way, West Africa was a French colony. Mm-hmm. That's why pretty much all the West African countries, the main language for everybody is French, even though they do have tribal languages, and you have to learn those as well. So it's challenging. Um, you know, we as Americans kind of, if we know English very well, we're lucky. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, so we're one of the few countries in the world that is not bilingual at least. And so it's, uh, but it's pretty normal uh, over there to know multiple languages. And so it's... Uh, it's a challenge for me to speak English very well, so I me mean, too. I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough deal. So I appreciate what God's doing. Yeah. Well, we want to be in prayer for, for you guys Thank as you. you go forward. Uh, Steve and his wife, Pat's going to be out at the Welcome Center uh, following our service today. If you'd like to come by and talk to them more about what's going on, uh, you feel free to do so. And I just wanted to uh, appreciate Steve coming. We've been involved in, uh, you know, there's, there's, like he said, 2,000, maybe 2,000 un, or least reached people mm-hmm. groups across the world meaning that really the gospel has not been taught because most of them are hard to reach or mm-hmm. hard to get there. Uh, some of them aren't. Uh, and we can't reach, as Great Oaks, every one. God can, and God can use different ones. So we have to choose to be strategic in who we reach and where we're going. And we've chosen as a church over the last uh, few years to focus on two or three groups. One is the Basque, and a number of you are involved uh, very much in, with the Basque in, in Spain. And the other group has been Yolanka, so we've been giving support there as well, and we continue to do so and hope to even increase that as well as it's becoming uh, obvious that God's doing great things, not only among the Yolanka, but maybe, who knows, what else is going to happen with these other groups as well. So I'm going to pray for that. And so you may have questions as well. You can talk to uh, Steve and Pat about 
uh, following this service. Let me pray for you guys. Then our band's going to come and they're going to uh, play. I don't know where they are right now, but we'll find them. They're on and their if way. they don't show up, we'll just play a tune on the, on the you know, whatever and go, go for it. Okay. Thank you for listening to Great Oaks Community Church's weekly podcast. For more series and podcast information, go to greatoakscc.org.